This podcast is brought to you by Cisco and Government Executive Media Group's Studio 2G. See how you can make your environment secure today at cisco.com slash go slash S-A-S-E dash security. Cybersecurity is an ongoing battle for agencies. And as IT environments change and become less focused about the perimeter and more about the user, agencies are faced with the challenge of adopting a new security environment alongside the task of trying to outpace malicious actors that are rapidly creating more sophisticated threats. This is where a zero trust architecture approach can help. In this episode, we'll walk through what agencies need to know about security as they continue on their digital transformation journeys and how they can work with trusted vendor partners like Cisco to help stay ahead of these threats. I'm your host, Craig Hill, a distinguished architect in the U.S. Public Sector CTO Office at Cisco. And today we're tapping into zero trust and how this framework can tackle security across agencies. Joining me to discuss this zero trust topic today is my colleague, Chad Mitchell, a technical solutions architect at Cisco. Our target discussion topics today around zero trust will be first, what is it? And then the role Zero Trust plays in an overall security framework. And finally, some practical advice to those agencies looking to adopt Zero Trust and how they can work with the partners like Cisco to stay ahead of threats. Chad, thanks for joining me today, and it's great to have you, my friend. Craig, thank you for having me. Glad to be here to talk about Zero Trust with you. When it comes to building out a security roadmap towards this digital transformation shift, for government agencies. We hear a lot about that. What do agencies need to know about from a security perspective and zero trust in particular? One of the best ways that I've looked at zero trust and and it's been in a lot of the presentations that I do is that zero trust is ubiquitous least privileged access over any network. One of the key tenets of a zero trust framework is that there's no longer a basing or making decisions of security based on your location or your network IP address, et cetera. And it's really more about treating all the networks as hostile, right? Creating one big Starbucks network. And then we authenticate and and validate the access on a per user per session basis at that point. The reality is that that's a major transformation for many of the customers and agencies that we work with. And in some cases, it's a lot of work, not only in the networks that they manage, but also on their policies because changing policy is probably a lot harder than changing network configurations. Another important element to ensure that you have is a solid control on identity. Knowing what's on the network and who's behind it is paramount to being able to build policy of how you want to enforce your zero trust access. And if you don't have identity, the enforcement of policy is pretty much impossible. Finally, Zero Trust is an end-to-end framework, meaning that security can exist anywhere in that traffic path. It could be on the endpoint, it could be on the LAN, WAN architecture, or it could be at that application in the data center or in the cloud. Agencies will likely need to look at multiple solutions to achieve true Zero Trust. That also implies that integration of tools is an important element to achieve that reality. This approach is so important to how we move forward with no boundaries, for example. What role does zero trust architecture approach play when it comes to enabling a secure government workforce, digital government services, et cetera, as we move forward? As we look at how work has changed over the last year, 
we can see pretty clearly how zero trust access and zero trust architectures can play and provide a transformative way for users to access the tools and the applications that they need to get to to do work and really to do that from anywhere. Government and agency use of solutions like Office 365, WebEx Teams, and really any other collaboration solutions, we really need to ensure that if we're not doing that across a trusted network, like we've talked about TIC 3.0 and we talked about closed environments, ZTA, we really should eliminate trusted network from our vocabulary altogether. But the reality is that when we're using collaboration solutions like the two that I mentioned and many others, we want to make sure that only the authorized user or the authorized user on an authorized device is accessing that data because there could be PII in there, there could be PHI in there, there could be all kinds of data that we don't want to allow to go onto any device or any user that's able to access that platform. So making those decisions, again, on a per identity basis and taking in additional context like trusted devices and so forth. So that's just one example of where zero trust can come into play, but using zero trust for government agencies can expand into allowing access anywhere, but making sure that you have absolute certainty of who's accessing that application and you're applying due diligence to making sure that you're securing the data that's being held by that application, et cetera. When we look at zero trust as an architecture for enabling secure government, we can start to look at mission use cases overseas in the battlefield, being able to access those applications without having to have a lot of overhead or access that data with a lot of overhead. And that's really where Zero Trust is going to really excel, not only in government agencies, but also in commercial space. Some outstanding use cases that you apply here as well. So one of the really helpful things, especially for the listeners is, okay, I get this Zero Trust, I'm embracing it. What practical advice can you offer to agencies looking to adopt a zero trust architecture approach? When we look at a lot of the missions that are happening right now with TIC 3.0 that we talked about and SASE and many of those other things that are happening before zero trust even came top of mind for many of our customers, there's a lot of overlaps and a lot of the elements of zero trust existed within those frameworks and within those network and implementations that are already there. Then we have the frameworks that were released like NIST 800-207, we've got CARTA, we've got BeyondCorp, et cetera. Using all of those tools and all that data to start to identify, okay, what do we have and how does that map to the frameworks that are there? There's no light switch. I buy solution X, I turn it on, I have zero trust. There's not one vendor that fully solves zero trust, even Cisco. With that being said, we believe along with the analysts like Forrester and so forth that we have a vision that will solve a majority of the goals of zero trust and our integration with third-party solutions to pull in where we don't have a solution that fits that particular element, et cetera. Now, if I were to make a list of what a customer should look at or how to start looking at adopting zero trust, it would be the two things I talked about at the beginning. Start looking at the network as hostile, making sure you have a solid hold on identity and identifying what types of devices are out there. Looking at what you have from a security solution portfolio already. How does it fit into the policy enforcement goals of the framework like NIST 800-207? And then how do all those tools work together? Because truly the panacea of zero trust is not only that ubiquitous least privilege access, but you also need to be able to take 
baselines and you need to be able to take corrective action if anything is outside of the policy, deviates from the baseline, or a threat is identified. Being able to have the tools work together so that if any tool within the environment sees any type of violation or any type of deviation can reapply or manipulate the, the level of trust that have been previously assigned to that user or asset. And that's really the panacea of zero trust. At meantime, the detection from a security perspective with zero trust is so important, man. It's really great at reviewing. Great checklist as well for people just trying to look for that crawl, walk, and run approach. So look, Chad, awesome information as always, man. I really want to thank you for joining me on this very important topic today. Thanks, Craig. It was great talking to you. And thanks to our listeners of this final episode of Building the Future of Government. This podcast is a production of Government Executive Media Group Studio 2G in collaboration with Cisco. To learn more about how to transform your digital journey, be sure to tune into other episodes. This podcast is brought to you by Cisco and Government Executive Media Group's Studio 2G. See how you can make your environment secure today at cisco.com slash go slash S-A-S-E dash security.